In season three of Franchise Findings, we're going to continue to dive in on the financial numbers, unit openings, franchise costs, franchise profitability on some of the emerging franchise brands in the United States, as well as the established players. Tune in to our next episode. You have Patrick Fendaro here, co-founder at Vetted Biz. Very excited to have on two executives from Home Clean Heroes. They're both based in Virginia Beach, and it's a brand that's part of the Buzz Franchise Brands Network. Today, we're going to talk all about the residential cleaning industry, how it's been changing, especially in light of COVID. Uh, talk about the benefits of going with a franchise brand like Home Clean Heroes, um, some of the initiatives that they're doing on the local front, on the first responder side, and really giving back to the community. Uh, this brand's grown quite quite a lot over, over the past years, up to nearly 10 franchisees, various uh, franchises also in different stages of development. So we got Joe Delat, who's the president of Home Clean Heroes, as well as Austin James, who's leading the franchise development efforts at Home Clean Heroes. So thanks, Joe and Austin, for being on today. Thanks, Patrick. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. So, Joe, you've been with the brand for a, a couple of years now. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how you entered into the franchising space, ex especially the residential cleaning industry? Sure. I've, I've been here. We started this brand in, in 2017. I came shortly after it first fired up. Uh, and prior to that, I owned a home services franchise here in the Virginia Beach, Norfolk metro area. So my background in franchising is as an operator. And uh, I can tell you, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't leave this brand without that hands-on grassroots experience because it's, uh, you really understand where the, the pain is, where the opportunity is, uh, you know, how to make the brand work and, and how to get you know, real strong passion built into how you operate. You can speak the language. Like we all speak English, but you can actually really speak the same language as the franchisees. Uh, it's a, on a daily basis, I, I bring back the, I remember when I did this, or I yeah. remember when that broke on me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Empathy. You got yeah. that. <laughs> and how about you, Austin? We fell off the roof. Yeah, that's, yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I've been with Humping Heroes going on about four years now. Started in uh, 2018. Uh, right out of college, kind of got my start in the franchise space. Um, I actually started on the operations and finance side of the business. So doing a lot more of the day-to-day -day sort of, you know, business coaching and, and working with franchisees and the corporate team, um, and then moved to kind of transitioned into the franchise development space. So now I have the very unique opportunity of working with Joe and his team, and also, you know, a lot of great candidates from different markets, and really just kind of help them learn more about Home Clean Heroes and ultimately understand if it's a good fit or not. So um, as you guys mentioned, you know, development has been great for us and definitely some strong momentum headed into the year. So that definitely keeps me busy in the franchise development space. And I mean, COVID has negatively impacted a lot of companies, but I'm curious to see how it's affected the residential cleaning industry and also in the light industrial space. How's the environment changed guys? Well, probably the biggest thing, uh, you know, we every business had to learn how to operate in this environment. So that, you know, that was a quick burn for us. Uh, the, 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 one of the things about this, this brand and the support system is we're pretty nimble. Uh, so we were able to really figure out where the pain points were going to be. We had to acquire a lot of PPP. We had to double down on disinfectants, improve our processes to the point where we really were avoiding any kind of cross-contamination between homes. We've always focused on that a lot. Uh, but now it became, you know, not just between homes, but between rooms and making sure that we are able to operate. So early on, 
when nobody really knew how to respond to anything. Uh, we, you know, we saw a pretty good fall off in business. First of all, because everybody was shut down, right? I mean, you really, yeah, you couldn't operate. Then there was just the, the, the paradox of people who didn't want anybody in their home, customers who didn't want anybody in their home, uh, and our employees who, you know, in, in some cases were exposed and, you know, you had a staffing shortage and, and those kinds of things. So across the, the industry, in the residential cleaning industry, we saw about a 46% fall off in business during the months of March and April of 2020. Uh, so and did you that, see it split by states like Florida people joke, you know, in Miami, what COVID, like it was kind of business as usual besides like a month period. Yeah, but you compare that to like California yeah, that, or New York where, you know, it's it was very different. Yeah, yes. Across the board. Yes. Across the country, as far as that goes. But what you, what differed a little bit was the rebound. So, you know, that lasted about two months and Virginia was, was pretty, um, progressive really in terms of allowing businesses to operate fairly soon Interesting. for our local operation uh, and our peninsula franchisees operate. So uh, in Williamsburg, uh, that franchisee never really stopped serving customers as long as there were customers that in a lot of cases move out, cleans, nobody's home, nobody's in the home, so you can continue to operate. Uh, but by the fourth quarter, starting in, starting in the third quarter and then by the fourth quarter, uh, the industry and, and our operations were all back up to uh, positive growth year over year from 2019. Then, you know, as far as that goes, that really carried a lot of momentum into 2021. So all of our operations had banner years in 2021 because consumer confidence was stronger. Consumer demand was huge. Uh, the need to disinfect and clean for a health reason, you know, really kind of took, took its course and, and, uh, really spurred on the industry. So, you know, I tell everybody when, when we're talking, there has never been a better time to be in this business, specifically from a demand perspective, very high demand. Uh, and in a lot of cases, what we've wound up with is, uh, you know, this, this industry, the way the landscape works out, 80% of the business is conducted by independents and mom and pops. Franchise businesses like Home Clean Heroes and some of the others that you would know off the top of your head really only handle about 20% of the cleaning business and generate 20% of the revenues in this industry. But what COVID did was chase a lot of folks out of business because they didn't want to go into people's homes to clean as well. So there's a lot of, of uh, paranoia there that, that played into the hands. Plus, customers want to know that you've got a professional, well-trained, the well supplies they're using organization. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, we double down on all that training, all that equipment, uh, and you learn how to operate through this type of an environment. So, uh, you know, we're better for it. We, we provide us a, a stronger disinfecting service than we did. We've, we've added services like fogging, misting services, those kinds of things. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's made the industry and home clean heroes, a, a, a better, product and better service overall uh so you know that in that way it's there's there's a silver lining i guess a little bit this episode is brought to you by our sponsor franchise brokers association also known as fba they provide custom guidance for franchise buyers in the u.s fba has over 100 certified franchise specialists as part of their network currently working with 350 plus franchise brands Click the link in the description section to learn how they can help you find the right franchise. FBA has over 15 years of experience. 
They've placed 2,000 plus franchisees across the United States. They take a very personalized approach to selecting and analyzing the best franchise for you. Their approach is also backed by the data that we have at Vetted Biz. So if you're interested in buying or at least exploring a franchise, start your franchise search today with FBA. And again, you can click on the link in the description section for more info. And then like work from home. Like I'm usually, I'm going to the office most days. My wife was commuting four days, one day at home and that's flipped. So four days at home, one day commuting. We got a dog just before the pandemic. A lot of people are, are, are adopting pets, buying, you know, buying pets. So I imagine just like what has gone on, on in our household and now having the cleaner come once a week, as opposed to every two weeks has probably had a, had a nice uh, change for you guys' business. Yeah, that, uh, it's a double-edged sword because before, before COVID, um, I would say a little bit more than half of our customers did not want to be there when we were there cleaning. Hmm. And the other half did want to be there when they're, and that was almost an age split too. So whether there's an, you know, a trust uh, component or just an available to be home component, I don't, I don't know. But at this point, what we're finding is because people have become used to being home and used to us being there, and we, we go to great you know, extents to work around people who work from home at this point, we choreograph the cleaning schedules. Yeah, you shut the office and you yep. get out of the office for 30 minutes, you go on a walk while they yep. clean the office. <laughs> uh, you know, but we are finding that more people want to be home now when we're there cleaning their homes. And that's, that's kind of across the board as well. And that, that could be a net positive for you guys, the, them to get closer with the customer and yep. you know, seek referrals or just overall you know, be front of mind for the customer, the client. Right. I mean, Patrick, this is, this is one of the, the foundational things that I make sure that franchisees understand. This is a relationship business. Yeah, It's all about the relationship, understanding what you as a customer expect from us and conveying that to the cleaning teams, making sure that they execute, and then we keep that communication link open. So we've got specific tools and systems it, that are part of our operation uh, that are you know, really robust communication tools, drip email campaigns, constant uh, three-way texting programs, so we can communicate the way people want to communicate. Uh, the ability to go online, schedule uh, in-home estimates, you know, directly, you know, on our system so that, you know, some, all that communication is very easy, takes place very seamlessly. So how I see a lot of the trends in franchising, um, home clean heroes is already doing, like you're really handling a lot of the technology side. And I see that being like that much more important on the customer acquisition, but also the customer servicing as well as how they manage employees, et cetera, giving the, the best practices there. But how does how does Home Clean Heroes kind of divide up roles and responsibilities, franchisor and then franchisee? Who's doing what? Okay, yeah, good question. Because um, one of the, sort of at the heart of our business model for as a franchise business is the fact that we own the lead generation and the uh, conversion and the scheduling part of the operation. So lead generation we handle through a shared marketing team. So all of the Buzz franchise brands share a 15 person marketing finance and training 
uh, group. It's kind of like having our own in-house ad agency and training group. So they're handling uh, required direct mail program, required digital marketing program for the franchisees. So it's turnkey, you know, week or weekly or monthly reports back to the franchisee on activity. So we're generating all those leads. The leads then go directly to our national call center. So trained sales agents and customer service agents are there handling the calls when they come in and they're actually integrated directly with the franchisees system back in their, off, in their state or home, wherever they're operating. So that as they schedule an in-home estimate for a cleaning a recurring clean or a one-time clean, that's going right on the franchisee's schedule. You know, pop, I've got a you know, one-time clean Thursday at three o'clock. You know, and here's here are the details of it, and it's and they're good to go. So we like to say that we try to handle as much of that part of the you know setting the, the franchisee up for success, so they can focus on running the business. And that's one of you know the, the big advantages that we bring to them in terms of what we handle for them. The other the other side of what we're handling is a lot of coaching and analytics. So we we make database decisions, and we provide that data through. Uh, business information systems and through the uh, operating system that they work with. So they got a full view of not only what they're doing, but what they have planned to do. This is a, this is a very forecastable business because you can see, because it's a recurring revenue business, frequently recurring, most weekly and monthly, you can project, you know, exactly what your, your revenues are going to be and then forecast your, your new customer additions as well. So we're, we're helping them, you know, really analyze and understand that part of their business and then coaching them through uh, what's, what's really the most, uh, it's, it's not difficult because we have systems that help them handle it, but yeah. you have to grow into the efficiency of the business. As you add customers and build routes, the efficiency becomes better and better. Density is closer together less windshield time as they're driving, your cleaning teams get better and more efficient. So you build efficiency. And those are things that you really have to you know, understand and work towards. And you get better the longer you do it. And again, one of those things I had to learn by hand because you know, that was the business that I was in as well was learning those efficiencies. Very few franchises are set up in this way where essentially you're handling sales, marketing, um, technology, like almost half the business that if someone wants to run a residential cleaning business, the fran you're handling that as the franchise or at least taking the lead where they got to focus on making sure the customer is happy. And I imagine hiring and firing employees. Right. Yep. And that's, okay. that's what they need to do and manage the relationship with the customer. You know, once, once they get them on the books, They've got to stay close to communicate properly with their customers and meet their expectations. Do and that. Are, there, are there ways that you can upsell? Like once you have that customer relationship, because it's much easier to get more refer, it's a lot cheaper to get referral business or to upsell an existing customer. Like, are there different ways that someone running a home clean heroes franchise can continue to grow with the, the customer? Yeah, with the, the additional revenue streams or occasional revenue streams that are available are deeper cleans on you know things like refrigerators, stoves, in, interior windows. Um, you know, the, those are the, the misting service, disinfecting misting service I mentioned to you. So those kinds of things are ancillary revenue streams. Uh, but the but the real you're right. The the real power is in leveraging referrals from your existing customers. So 
that's you know you you double the revenue from your existing customer by getting one referral from them. And, and I imagine they're not going to say, "Oh yeah, my friend that lives like half an hour away." It's like, no, my buddy's like right down the street, um, and you can probably have more efficiency that way. Yeah, it's usually a neighbor, somebody in the garden club, somebody I work <laughs> with, whatever. And and our our territories are broad enough that there's a good chance the customer is going to be at least within your one of your territories. Most of our franchisees own multiple territories, and those are forty thousand households with an income of $100,000 or better. So that's usually about a third uh, of, the, of the market size. So 40,000 conveys to about 120,000 household area, you know, in one territory. So pretty good size ge piece of geography. Is what I'm saying. So you, you have, are there any franchisees that have started with one territory, they grow the business and then they've, they've like established in an adjacent territory? Uh, we, most of our franchisees are still in their first territory because they've launched within the last year or two. So there's a lot of opportunity in yeah. one territory. <laughs> we like, so they'll, they'll agree to, to, to um, be awarded multiple territories because we want, we want franchisees who are in this for the long haul, who want to build a business and build a sizable business. Anybody can go to work as a, as a maid and clean a number of houses, but you know, you need the right systems to build yourself into a million, $2 million business. And so what does it look like? Like the first two years, like I imagine they're managing a team, they're managing cleaners. They're maybe dealing with key, some key customers or customer issues. Like what is, what does it look like to be a franchisee over the first two years? What are they, what are they doing day to day? Is that, yeah. What are they doing day to day? Uh, well, they're doing all the in-home estimates. That's one thing, but yeah, they're recruiting and maintaining their teams. They're doing the, uh, the routing and the route efficiency. Uh, they're, they're handling you know, all of the materials and, and orders, but you know, really the routing and the customer service pieces of it are big pieces of it. But the other thing, the most successful franchisees, the three pillars to our marketing strategy. One is our heavy direct mail concentration, digital advertising, which is be found. And the third is the franchisees uh, what the franchisee owns, and that's their own local marketing. And that's, that's not just running ads in the local paper. That is getting yourself out in the community, get connected to the community, uh, you know, make sure that you're leveraging every opportunity with realtors, property managers, sources of new business. And then in the, in the uh, case of, you, you mentioned our focus with first responders. So HERO's first program that, that is, we have in place commits a, a portion of every cleaning fee to the first responder organization uh, in the local market through a national partner that we have, the First Responders Children's Foundation. So what that national partner brings to the table is connectivity with all of the first responder agencies in the market, and then a social media and voice that commits, uh, creates that community-based, purpose-based kind of a message for, for Home Clean Heroes and for the franchisee. So you know, it's, it's one more thing to leverage in the marketplace, a set of events, opportunities, and, and uh, you know, ways to give back that franchisee can connect with. It's, you know, it's very unique. Uh, it's really powerful. It's really rewarding too. We find that, that most people who want to own a business, a small business in their community, they want to feel connected to the community, right? They want to they feel like they're, they're giving back. They are in a lot of ways. They're creating jobs, right? They're providing a, a needed service to the community. But this third component of, of Heroes First is really mission-based 
Uh, it really gives us a way to exercise this heroic persona. People ask, what's, what's heroic about Home Clean Heroes? Well, you know, we're dedicated to supporting real heroes in our marketplace, the, the first responders. You're, it's, I mean, I'm sure you, there's like you're helping a lot of people with like disease control and everything. You just don't see it. You're not in the press about that because it's yeah. preventative. Yeah, that's that. You're right. It's a, it's a huge part of it. And like I said, that's much more forefront in people's minds today than it was three years ago. That's true. Yeah, this has really been a big, big push on that side. Yep. And how, how much does it cost if someone wants to, to open up a franchise roughly? Yeah, so the, it, you see the prices that are minimum investment and, and, and you know, low and high end investments that runs from 97,000 to about 120,000 uh, averages around 115,000 or so. There are a couple of options in there. If you want to start with one vehicle and one team or two vehicles, uh, you know, are you going to start off operating from your home or are you going to start off with a low cost um, commercial space that you're going to operate out of. And we help you with through with all those decisions, but you know, that's, that's sort of the upfront investment part of it. And how do you help the franchisee open fast, break even fast, and then replace their income? Cause maybe they were making a good amount of money in their past corporate job. And how do you get yeah. them to hit those three milestones? Yeah. I'm going to answer one of those questions first, because it's, it's important Please. to set expectations, right? Exactly. Because anybody who starts a business and wants to grow it to the size that we want our franchisees to grow it, they need to have some runway in terms of yes. capital. <laughs> invest. So I tell everybody, don't plan to make money the first year, you know, plan to build your business. This is a great business for somebody who wants to be in it for five to 10 years and grow a multi-million dollar business over time that's lasting, time proven, they can hand down or build value and sell. So that's that, you know, that's one big caveat. That's the expectation. What's this the isn't some get rich exactly. quick scheme. But hey, as far as as launching, getting going, I mean, we're we're all about that. This the the, um, the culture here, all of Buzz franchise brands, Home Clean Heroes in particular, is really one of of very personable coaching. Uh, so as soon as somebody is awarded a franchise territory, we go to work with a, a 64 item onboard checklist right. that both we and the franchisee and it's, and it's soup to nuts, you know, to, to start with, you, you know, your, your insurance, your business plan, your uh, business license, you know, all of the things that you're going to need to do to operate a business that if you were doing this by yourself, you'd be fumbling through and Googling and trying to figure out what the list is. Well, it's all, it's all there. Uh, it's all, it, we work together through a cloud-based system. So it's, we're all tracking the same information. Uh, then we get them into that, uh, you know, as we get into that onboard checklist, uh, they'll come to uh, Virginia Beach, they actually start uh, from home with about 20 hours of online training cool. information. So uh, all, you know, sort of certification based, it's you're learning about our systems, you're learning about the, the business. Then they'll come here, um, for five days of on-site training, learning the field management software system, learning how to close an in-home estimate, how to conduct and close an in-home estimate, uh, you know, all the nuances of, of how to operate day to day. Uh, and then a big part of that is helping them recruit and train their employees. Um, you know, harken back one more time to what I learned when I was an operator and a franchisee is the, the uh, brand that I worked for did, did not have a good training program for frontline employees. Their whole process, and this is true of a lot of franchise companies, 
And it's something to look for. If, if you know anybody who's watching or listening to us today, figure out how you're going to train your people that are going to be running your business on a daily basis. Because most franchisees have never done the work that they've purchased a business to, to serve or the service to do. So, you know, in our, in our case, uh, what we did when the first thing when I got on board here is we created a seven part video online training series and certification program so that every franchisee can train every employee exactly the same way, know how they're trained and evaluate them based on how they were trained. And guess what? I mean, employees want that. They need that. Well, it builds respect. I mean, if you as the business owner don't know what the best practices are in residential cleaning or even some other home service industry, like how's the employee going to do a good job and they're not going to respect when you give feedback. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big part of it is then spinning them up, training them to be able to train and evaluate, but then providing the tools and training them how to use the tools when they get back home uh, and, and get their employees on board. Then, then the, the, the equipment's going to start rolling in. Uh, you know, we'll have weekly, daily calls with new franchisees, so we're constantly in touch. And you know, then it's all timed out, so the website, which everything's taken care of for them, the website, social media set up, uh, their systems and their operating systems, platforms, telephone systems uh, are all you know, part, of, part of the package, part of the process and timeline to get set up. And they're all spinning up to an opening day. The two weeks before their opening day, we call friends and family. So we tell them in their training, start collecting a list of everybody you owe something to and they owe something to you. Those are your friends and family. (laughs) Those are the ones that you're going to provide a service to at a greatly discounted price or free if they'll let you. But you need to train your employees in a a live fire environment, right? You need to train in a live fire environment. Get in there, do the in-home estimate with somebody who's friendly to you. They can give you some honest feedback. Build some confidence. Yep, yep. And that's an important part because that's where you really start to build some muscle as an operator. You you start to actually do it. Uh, And then at the end of that is your website goes live, your digital advertising kicks in, in, your direct mail drops. We start pouring in leads and uh, you start building your business. And then what does that multi-mill business look like where they've now expanded in a second territory? They've like, they've done, they've killed it in their first territory. Now they're expanding. Like, is that a 10 person organization, 15 person organization? Good question. So a a million dollar business with the metrics in our business is about 300 recurring customers in that range, 300 recurring customers. You're looking at between eight and nine teams of two people. So eight, eight or nine vehicles. So it's usually two, two people to a team. How many? Right. Right. Cool. Yeah. We've done a lot of vetting on that and, uh, you know, figured out where, where all of the problems are with single, double, triple teams. And you is get- it more like pure, like efficiency or is there like camaraderie with two, two versus one? Uh, well, yeah, obviously there's, there's camaraderie, there's safety too, right? Uh, because you've got, you're putting somebody in, in somebody's home and, yeah. uh, you know, let's, let's face it, you feel safer if you've got somebody else you know is on your side. Yeah. Or if somebody gets injured, you've got somebody else that, you know, can take, take care. Somebody accuses somebody of something, you've got a witness. So there's, there's always a reason to have another person in there. However, we found that if you get more than two in there, somebody's loafing a lot of the time. 
the two are going to carry, you know, 80 to 80%, 90% of the weight of what was done in the house and somebody didn't carry their weight. So it's a lot better accountability with two people teams and better efficiency as well. So someone that didn't go the franchise route and just like opened up their own uh, residential cleaning business, like 80% of the market, like they probably test these solutions too much and waste, waste a lot of money. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that's one of the big benefits is you've got a proven business model with Home Clean Heroes. Um, you know, the other thing is you've got an established brand uh, and you've got the connections like Heroes First, you know, the ability to leverage those kinds of things that you would have to, you, know, you have to spend a lot of time and energy to develop if you could even develop it. But with the power of a brand behind you, you can really leverage those national relationships in your local market. And, and win in that kind of an environment. What, so far, like what character traits or experience do some of your most successful franchisees exhibit? The, the most successful franchisees uh, and the fastest growing are owner operators. Even if their vision is to be uh, a semi-absentee or, you know, I wanna get that to- that one day. Yeah. What, and, and, you know, they have their own timeframes in mind, but, but they understand the business because they got in and operated it, yes. right? So they, they, not, they know where, where all the opportunity is and all of the pain and damage is. Uh, the other thing that is that they, they are people persons. So they know how to relate to customers and relate to their employees. But in terms of employees, and this is probably, probably the most important one right now, is they know how to build a culture where employees feel valued, communicated with, treated like adults. I mean, you, you know, you just think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the foundational, you yes. know, things that I need as a as a human. I need yeah. to be valued. There's no self-actualization unless you have these like needs exactly. that get filled. Exactly, right? So, um, you know, we we preach, I preach, we provide coaching and tools to include employees in the business and how it's operating and how it and what's working and what's not working and treat them as adults i mean that's that's just the biggest piece of advice i i give all my franchisees is you know if you treat your employees like a piece of machinery a part of the business that you're pushing out the door and they're just bringing you checks back at the end of the day there's no respect there's no value for the business or for you as a franchisee are trying to build and accomplish they just see you as greedy so you've got to include them in the business. You've got to build that culture. You've got to be a leader that people want to follow, right? And that's and those then those people will stay with you and they just understand their needs and, and work towards filling their needs. I imagine the culture and how you treat your employees is that much more important right now in this environment where you know Miami, I think the unemployment rate's like 3.8%. So it's super tight and uh, yeah, well, people even are when- looking around. Even when it was, uh, you know, a higher unemployment rate, it was still a challenging uh, thing to do to, to keep your your employee, your staffing where it needed to be. Um, so, you know, we we do a lot of evaluation assessment of what the job market looks like on a market by market basis, and you know, we pay we start employees at seventeen dollars an hour in Dallas, uh, whereas in Augusta, Georgia, we can start them at thirteen dollars an hour. So it's, you know, we, we do all that evaluation, working through Indeed, Glassdoor, Career Plug, you know, all, all these uh, 
national vendor partners that we have that can give us the research and insight into it. Plus, we just get online and start looking at what everybody's posting in terms of starting price. So we do all that work, that grunt work, uh, to help in a franchisee learn where to start out. So and they don't is, have to be testing around. No, it, you know, it's 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 still a you experiment a little bit, and you know, I can tell you back in October, November, we were having to throw some pretty big carrots out, signing bonuses. You know that uh, we graduated over a couple months period of time. Um, attendance bonuses, those kinds of things, just, you know, to be competitive in the marketplace. That's pretty much washed through at this point. Okay. Not, not necessary. Not necessary. Yeah. 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 So that's the, the flexible part of the, of the model that can say, you know, you invest that when you have to, but don't just jack your hourly rates to the point where you can't come, you can't come back from that. Uh, so, we, you know, we help them figure out those kinds of things. And I imagine like, all right, you have um, the costs of employees, which is very significant. And then you also have the supply costs, which have gone up, but are probably aren't as monumental costs for your business. But can you pass those increases in costs onto the customer easily? Or is there tension? How, do, how does that work? Uh, easily is the, you know, the, that's the variable in that. Uh, in some cases, it's easier. It's the the easiest way to increase prices is to increase prices on new customers. Okay, yeah. Because they they never feel the pain of the increase. The the thing about the world we're living in right now and and the inflation that we've gone through is that you know the, on the good side there's an expectation yeah everybody's going up or realizing you know you and you guys have had to pay more in wages you've heard all the things on the news about fifteen dollar you know hourly uh, minimum wage. So I understand that part of it. So customers will accept that part. But then there's the flip side, which says everything's gone up. So, you know, all of my costs have gone up and, it, and the customer has to weigh now priorities based on what's gone up the most, you know, where their available uh, cash is. But the, the good thing about the business we're in is, you know, it, it used to be seen as a dispensable type of, a, of an expense, uh, but in, in way too many cases, it's it's a necessary uh, expense as far as a lot of homeowners go, especially the ones we target with the up, at the upper income level. Yeah, I imagine from our side, like you get hit a bit financially, I would just lower the frequency. I would never get rid of the service, but maybe instead of once a week, it goes to twice, uh, once every two weeks or something. Yeah, like we've that. we've seen some of that, and it's you know from once once a week to twice a week, twice a week to monthly, and. And that I, I know exactly what's going to happen there. I mean, it's the same thing that happened during the COVID lull, which is people get tired of their houses being dirty. Yeah. And a month, once a month, to somebody who has kids or pets, not enough. It's yeah. not often enough. <laughs> not going to not going to make you happy. And you're going to wind up cleaning two or three times between the time we come out there. They'll get tired of that. So there's, you know, there's a cycle that that you go through there. Uh, that you know, we'll we'll be we'll be there when they're ready. And are there any major areas of the country that you're targeting where through your lead generation efforts are like, shoot, we just need a franchisee in this area because we can start flooding them with leads? Uh, I can tell you that we're building in Dallas and Houston. Uh, we have a strong uh, franchisee in Tampa Bay. That, and so the whole central Florida area, both coasts, but primarily on the West Coast, you know, we do have a good operator now in Jacksonville. So on the East Coast as well. Um, that market's pretty well, pretty well locked up. The thing is, 
you, we, we work with a number of franchise business coaches and their networks across the country. Sure. So a pretty wide net as far as where people live and, and operate. And we have a lot of territory available. Any midsize or uh, major market is available. We can serve it. There, you know, there are no challenges to it. This, you know, there are no huge supply chain issues, you know, other than what everybody's experiencing, but we don't have to ship, you know, our coolers or, you know, refrigerated, you know, anything across the country from a distribution center, open up new distribution centers. You know, we can, we can benefit from where Amazon is and get anything to anybody at any point in time. So, you know, it's pretty wide net, it's pretty flexible. I'd say if any, wherever anybody's listening to you or I, uh, within the continental U.S., with the exception of the state of Washington, and the customer base, like, what are you seeing in terms of like income levels, like 100k, 120k, like what what's like the ideal, what's that customer that's going to pay once a week for the service and is fine to pay for like the deep oven clean and all the ancillary services yeah, that you it's, have? It's household income of 100,000 plus. We've and we've we've measured it. Uh, we've really tested you know both sides of it, much higher, much lower. What happens, and, and it's the sweet spot is really more defined by the size of the house. Okay. 2,500 to 4,000 square foot house is the target. You can get through those houses in enough time to be efficient. You can do three or four of them in a day. Uh, and if you get much bigger than that, you're going to wind up with a lot of, of time hauling equipment through the house, multiple floors. Uh, and it's a lot lower square foot per hour clean time we measure all these things uh so it's you know you try and stay within the sweet spot there with with how we target our marketing and how we price things effectively too and concluding today's conversation like are there metrics kpis that franchisees should be tracking daily if not weekly uh, yeah and, and and they're all in front of them on a dashboard so the, the biggest thing is to set goals, right? To understand what your, what your revenue goals are. And that's based on our guidance and our history of here's what you should be able to do in your first year. And to do that, we break it all the way down to uh, how many teams you're going to have, what, how, much, how many dollars you have on each route, how fast that route, how efficient that is with windshield time. And then breaking it all down to the number of, of jobs, number of cleaners on the jobs, number of square foot per hour, but it's, it's that revenue per route, because as you get more efficient, you can drive more revenue per route. You just slap on another route as you add more homes, build that route to a more efficient level, then you can move to another route. So that's the, that's the biggest metric that we track probably on a, on a daily basis. Uh, on a big picture, we, we build plans uh, towards a 60% gross profit margin. So the biggest price, the biggest expense in this model is labor. We try to keep labor costs at 40% or less and gross margin at 60% or better. Those are the big oh, targets. And, and I'm sure point. there's so many other metrics that you didn't mention that you as the franchisor figuring out like time to call a lead, like different marketing campaigns, direct right. mail, but that's your side of the business to figure out the franchisees just got to figure out how to maximize their routes. That's the biggest thing. Okay. That's not too bad. You make it easier. Well, that's, that's definitely the big target. So we, we work with them to, to learn how to do that and get, get better on it's a shifting sand. You know, you've got customers coming in and going out and somebody moves, you get a new customer in between 
you know, two or three houses that are kind of spread out. You're going to move them around on routes a little bit, a little bit of a chess game. Uh, but that's how you get it to the point where it's, it gets to a 60% profit or, or gross profit margin. Cool. Well, Joe, anything that you'd like to leave behind for those that are, are listening today that might be considering investing in, in a franchise or entering in this space for residential cleaning? Uh, you know, a couple of points that I made, you know, whether you're looking at Home Clean Heroes or you're looking at you know, any, any franchisor, make sure that they're a well-capitalized franchisor. They're going to be there with you for the long run. Make sure they've got a culture of coaching and sharing business so that you're not left on your own to run the business. You know, we, we spent a lot of time developing this model. Uh, we want to share it. We want to make sure that everybody stays on it. But then that's the flip side of it too. If you're going to purchase a franchise business because of the model and because of the brand, follow the model. The successful franchisees are the one who fought, ones who follow the model and build their business. The ones who try to save their way into pro, uh, profitability and figure out different ways to do things on their own should never purchase a franchise. So those are those are the big things I think. If you're you know that's where your head is right now is looking at franchises. Look for those things and be in this mindset. That's well said. So the first thing like financial stability, it's not talked about, but it should be more where at Vetted Biz, we have the balance sheet on 2000 plus franchise brands, income statements. You can see the last three years, how they performed. And right. there's major red flags where um, there was a franchise or burger where allegedly one of the owners had a Porsche Cayenne on the balance sheet. And it's just like, going through the financials, you can tell this business is not going to be around to, to support you and isn't backed uh, by, you know, a great, uh, great investor that's going to keep growing, growing the brand forward. Yeah. Yeah. Quick story on that. When I owned my own franchise business, it was sold to an, a larger franchisor. And I, and I realized this is about two years in, I realized that I was in the, the steep ramp up curve of them, that business trying to build a lot of franchise units to be more attractive for sale. And I didn't know enough to ask that question or know enough about the franchising industry to know that that's where it was, was going. But I can tell you right now that Buzz Franchise Brands is actively in the market to acquire and build new brands. So we're in the opposite position. We're in a place of we're building strength. We're leveraging you know, a privately held company with a strong uh, core number of investors. We're acquiring brands now. We're building our, our strength. So with any one of our brands, you're coming on board a, a rising tide. That's a good thing. That's well said. Cause I mean, you're signing a franchise agreement generally for 10 years. And if the person yeah, that know. sold you that opportunity is no longer there, I mean, it's, it's a people business at the end of the day. Yep. yep. And Austin, look, he's only 22 years old. So he's going to be around for a long time. Yeah. That's and he's great. learning under your tutelage. So that's not true. He's a little older than that, but we see him. <laughs> Well, we'll definitely be sure to leave um, the contact information, most likely Austin's in, in, yeah. in the call notes. Uh, so if anyone's interested in exploring a Home Clean Heroes uh, franchise opportunity, uh, maybe weighing a few different home service brands or thinking about just going out on your own, uh, definitely look at worth a check. And yep. yeah, appreciate both you guys being on today. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. It was a great conversation. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. If you found today's learnings helpful for your entrepreneurial endeavors, 
I encourage you to follow us on our Vetted Biz YouTube channel. Also, our podcast episodes are available on every major podcast network. This includes Spotify, Google, and Apple. For Apple Podcasts, you can actually leave us up to a five-star rating and also give comments to see what type of feedback you'd like to see for future episodes. If you prefer, email me at patrick at vettedbiz.com with any questions, feedback, or suggested topics for future podcast episodes. Thanks again for listening today.